Welcome to another LNO Fireside Chat. I'm your host today, Amanda Dennis, and I'm joined today by Taylor Mogford and Joshua Rogers with his team. Um, we're going to talk about uh, their Ethersprint project that they have going on. So I'm going to turn it over to you guys to tell us a little bit about yourselves and your project, Clause, the compact loading adapter winch system um, that's making its way through the semifinals right now with the hopes to make it to the finals, what, next month? So uh, uh, please, uh, Taylor, I'll have you go ahead and start and tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, and then Josh, have you and your team introduce yourself and you guys can tell us about um, your intent with Claws. Gotcha. Thank you, uh, yeah. Amanda, as well. I'm Taylor Mogford, or go by Mog or Mercy. I am the coach for Project Claws. I'm a Tesseract field liaison officer, and I am with the 433rd Logistics Readiness Squadron. Um, really, I've been spoiled. Project Claws has been really getting after it, rolling up their sleeves, getting to the work that needs to be done to try to leave the Air Force better than we found it, which I think is a calling a lot of us kind of gravitate towards. And I don't want to steal too much of the spotlight because really it's the teams. And I'll turn it over to Joshua Rogers. Uh, yeah, so I'm, this time I'm Joshua Rogers. Uh, and here uh, at Cannon Air Force Base with Chief Master Sergeant Janey and Staff Sergeant Doyle. Um, I'm uh, Cannon Air Force Base. I've been in for 18 years and uh, been at Cannon now for two years under AFSOC, originally from uh, Pennsylvania region. But when I got here, Sergeant Bashir, who will be joining us in a bit, um, we came across the problem. He was presented the problem with how to change the way that we load C 130s. Uh, currently, we use uh, outdated equipment and a massive vehicle to load, and they wanted to get rid of the vehicle. So that was put on Sergeant Bashir's plate and generated the idea of what is now becoming Claws and where we're sitting at with Claws. Um, and here at Kansas Air Force Base at 27 South, we're part of the group with the weapon standardization team and do all the valuation certification of load crew members, um, loading on the C-130s, MQ-9s, and CB-22s. Um, and the project started specifically for C-130s and have now has kind of branched out further as we get into it. Uh, so that's myself. And... I'm Staff Sergeant Brett Doyle. Uh, I'm from Tampa, Florida. Uh, like Sergeant Rogers said, uh, I'm a weapons loader. I put bombs on planes. And uh, I've been at Cannon for about three years now. Uh, and yeah. Simple. Okay, I'm uh, Chief Master Sergeant Travis Cheney. I've uh, been in the Air Force going on uh, 30 years this year. I've been at Cannon for almost two. Um, what we do here at, at Cannon Air Force Base and basically at AFSOC as a whole is we are we're basically pathfinders. That's what our our motto is across. AFSOC. And uh, when it comes to figuring out ways to do things, we're the best at it. Uh, I've got a great team here. Uh, we're all weapons and we all put bombs on planes. And of course, we know without the weapons, uh, we're not going to be able to fight or win the wars that we need to, the big ones um, that we need to with our uh, peer adversaries. We want to make sure that we have the capability that we need to put the bombs on the planes before we actually get into a conflict with a pure adversary. So these kind of competitions uh, with Aether Sprint, and we've been involved in a couple other ones, Spark Tank and 
uh, Dragon's Lair with SOCOM. Um, they're really great because they take ideas that Sergeant Bashir had from just a thought in his head and maybe a pencil drawing or a marker drawing on the board, and it turns it into something that we can actually build or further design or grow and make bigger. And this is one that has really gained a lot of traction. And I think through the, the Aether Sprint and, um, 2024 and Tesseract, with the help of Tech Sergeant Mogford, we're going to take this a lot further and hope, hopefully implement the design across the Air Force and get us to the point where we can load munitions in austere locations. Um, so that's it. And we're ready for whatever you guys have for us. Gotcha. I see Bash joined us. Uh, Bash, yeah. I just wanted you to introduce yourself, where you're from and your role with this project. I know we heard a little bit from Chief. I'd like to hear from you too. All right. Uh, um, good morning, guys. Uh, I'm over here in Osan. Um, I'm Master Sergeant Bashir. Um, so I guess a little bit about me. I'm weapons troop. I've been in for around 15 years. Uh, this is um, something I came up with when I was starting out over at uh, Weapons Standardization and Canon. And, um, you know, I'm pretty proud of where it's gotten so far. It just came from an idea of how we get rid of all this equipment that we're using and, you know, kind of figure out a way to scale down and be more efficient in our loading process. And I think we got somewhere with that. Definitely. All right. <clears throat> so what are some of the challenges you guys are currently dealing with with your project? I, sounds like you guys are getting closer to having it scaled across the Air Force. Um, so, so far, yeah, it's, it's started out, so it's in, it been in works for um, just about a year uh, now, overall, from the initial concept of it, uh, and it's gone, it's all, it's came with its hitches throughout, but currently, um, as I said, it started out with just C-130s, mm -hmm. that was our mindset, um, taking a Navy adapter that they use and modifying it to meet our stuff, and now with where we're at with Tesseract and this press forward, um, the, its capability is able to be spread across the Air Force into other platforms. And that's what we see here in Envision. And that's um, our current hurdle. While we're still working off the prototype that we have uh, and getting that further into a full fleshed out design from that point is getting the acceptance and understanding that it can be pressed to other platforms as far as like F-15s or anywhere else. Um, it, they should be able to take this and and push it even further. So that's that's our current hurdle, I would say, is pushing it to the other platforms. Okay. One other thing that we struggle with is, um, with especially within the ASOC community, the knowledge of what we do as far as weapons loaders goes, it's, it's pretty much unknown. There's a lot of people that just don't understand what it takes to put munitions on the aircraft. They just see them on the aircraft and they're there. Uh, well, getting to that point requires a lot of work. There's a lot of training. There's a lot of equipment. So to actually say what we want to do and be able to explain that, it's, it's harder to do that. Um, so through videos, through pictures, through actual demonstrations, uh, we've been able to work around that hurdle and get people to understand more so that they can see uh, what the problem actually is uh, so that we can present the solution, the solution, which is clause, and then get people people behind it to back it and to push it. Uh, and that's that's kind of where we're at now. We've gotten to the point where we've had some great 
uh, video and graphic ed editing by Sergeant Rogers and uh, lots of good briefings by Sergeant Doyle and Sergeant Bashir. And they've gotten in front of some really high level leaders to explain these things to them and show them what CLAWS can do. Um, so that's helped a lot to get over that hurdle. And, uh, Bash, you got any more things? He started this from the very beginning. So from Spark Tank to Dragon's Lair. Um, what else? What other hurdles do you? Are there different? And before he answers, I just had another question on what you just said. Are there differences, any difference in the, the tool that you guys are using when it comes to each platform? Or is it the same? If that makes sense. Yeah. Are we talking about for the hoist? Right. So the next iteration of the hoist that we're looking at, uh, the design we're going for is a modular sort of design. So if you're looking at the AC-130, you know the pylon, the wing weapons pylon is around 13 feet off the ground. So the hoist we're looking at getting next is, uh, it has a reel that's adaptable to different heights. So if we want to use it on the AC-130, we can extend the reel to have it reach that and then say we turn around and need to use it on the F-15 or something, we can shorten the reel and then go straight into using it on that aircraft. So the goal in mind is adaptability and then uh, along with the portability. Okay. So it's easy to use across different platforms. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add to what Chief said regarding challenges that you guys are currently dealing with or some that you've overcome to get where you are today? Um, I guess one of the biggest challenges would have been buy-in. Um, it's just, you know, we've been doing munitions loading the same way, I guess, since the beginning. Uh, I guess the biggest advancement would have been going from, you know, manual lifting with the molt, you know, the manually operated one to, you know, engine operated. And now we're going back to a sort of modular or manually operated system. And then it's completely different from what all of the T2W1s, all the weapons troops have seen growing up throughout their career, because now they're like, oh, you want to load these munitions with a fishing pole. You have two little <laughs> wires supporting, you know, a ton of munitions. And it's just uh, initial wariness, I guess, that it, it's hard to, you know, get some of, you know, maybe the people who are so set and, hey, this is how we do it, and we know it works this way. Um, and we're trying to present that, hey, we know it works this way, but we're also showing you that it can work this way. We're not saying our way is better. We're you know, we're trying to find different options to push it forward, to get the mission done, and this is one way we can do that. I think it was mentioned earlier about being able to use this tool like in forward deployment type situations and it would be more beneficial for the mission for success. Do you have anything you want yeah. to add to that? Yeah, that was um, one of our big selling points is uh, in designing the kit, it's designed to be as portable as possible. So uh, the how we started was we wanted to be internally carried on the AC-130 and we got to a point where we can make the kit fit in a Pelican case, uh, but also with that, landing somewhere with the AC-130 and staging the kit. So if we were at a forward operating base, have the kit staged there along with the different adapters that you would need to facilitate, you know, different munitions um, and different aircraft. Uh, so we're pretty much, we have a way forward for that, especially with the other aircraft, because we're taking a lot of the design from the Navy. So they do have 
most of the um, adapters already created for the bomb bodies that the Air Force uses. So we're not recreating the wheel here. We're just adapting it and making sure it works on our aircraft. That's awesome. That's outside of the box thinking that we need. So that's that's good stuff. Taylor, did you have anything you wanted to add to that? Yeah, of course. Um, just kind of conceptually about the team, it, and, and y'all might have noticed it in here in Bash and the rest of the team talk, but I think there's a lot of merit, and we take it for granted, on the quality of leadership in this environment of innovation, right? And I think that's really well seen in the characteristics of leadership in Bash. If, if any of y'all have ever tried, you know, doing something iterative, doing something new, one, you've got to have some great top cover because they're just going to get battered, right? But it takes even more grit to then have your people believe in that just as much as you do. Um, on the civilian side, you hear nobody sells it like the founder, right? And Bash has just absolutely embodied that and has got his team to embody that. And I think it shows all the way up. I mean, you see it, right? Staff's on up to chief. I mean, they've got that whole thing on lock and they're doing it very, very well. So I think, you know, there's first and foremost, a huge shout out to that because that's that's what we need. We need the strong senior CEOs from chief down and master empowering techs and staffs to do the things that we need them to do. And I think that's just a, a fantastic highlight of amazing leadership. Um, I'll also add some jokes in there because I'm a huge fan of breaking things up with humor. But I think this team has also done something that no other team has ever done. And that's uh, make Canada and Air Force Base look extremely attractive. <laughs> as an assignment. <laughs> so, you, you know, you talk about installations, you talk about deployments, it's the people that make those locations, right? And I think this is a huge showcase of that as well. Um, additionally, I mean, you see how um, Sergeant Rogers and Sergeant Doyle have just taken this thing and ran with it it's, and it's flourished underneath their care. So I think it's it's just all around, you know, you've got to have the courage to do something when the answer is not necessarily yes. You've got to be willing to hear no You've got to be willing to push past no, and then you've got to be willing to take the flag and enable your people to move forward with that. So I think that's something that this team has done a phenomenal job. And they reference, you know, things like Dragon's Lair, the AFWorks Spark Challenge, too. I mean, they're absolutely throwing themselves to the fire and coming out stronger out of that forge. So I think that's something really huge, not just the innovation itself, but it's the characteristics of our folks. And it's the qualities in our airmen that, that make this possible. So I think that's just going to cheerlead. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I, I agree. And I, I don't think I can say it any better. Um, it sounds like it, you guys are a perfect example to showcase how to lead your people, empower them and take calculated risks and not, you know, hold them back. So it's, it's awesome. And I hope that other people see this and they go, I can do this. Let me jump, you know, take the jump and throw out great ideas that could become something that's used across the air force. So that being said, what's the roadway to the future look like for you guys? What's next after the competition, obviously? What are you guys yeah. thinking? Um, currently with this competition, so uh, it's, it's, it's been a wide highway of a road this whole time. Um, I think with what Sergeant Montfort is saying too, as far as like the leadership, the one thing that has pressed us so well is uh, Chief Cheney and also our... Uh, old superintendent um Sarming Lona, they they during this whole process, uh even with Sergeant Bashir coming up with the idea is the the entrance entrance into like this Aether Sprint, into Dragon's Layer, into 
um, every briefing that we could get to, uh, that culminated from them. Uh, it wasn't coming from us. We were just creating the idea and going, we needed the, the higher level to be like, hey, this competition go into it because we still need to be pressing further. Um, at my level, I don't know if Sergeant Bashir would agree, but at certain points, I if I was creating this just alone and not having them, it would have been to just like, oh, we're good. We have the prototype. Uh, it's in works and it's where it's at. And it could have stalled very easily. And it still could um, because I'm not sure. So having that level put us into more competitions uh, and just get the word out because that's the hardest thing that we've come across is getting people to accept that this is a reality, uh, that it's a possibility. Even whenever I joined onto it, before we even lifted the first bombs with metal wires, um, I honestly was like, this seems like it's going to be a bad idea. It seems like it's going to be unsafe. I have no idea how this is going to work. Once we finally started doing it, as soon as I saw it, it was a very quick change to be like, oh, this makes sense. This is actually safer for this aircraft, I think. Um, so seeing it and getting it publicized. So that's Long story short, I think the next step is to just keep pressing with stuff like this to get the information out there. Because as soon as they, if we stop pressing to get information out, it's going to halt and it's going to stop. And at any moment, this whole thing could go just under um, because people aren't looking out for it. So it's just a matter of keep on pressing and giving as much publicizing as we can because we've loaded for. But, I mean, the whole time I've been in 18 years, I believe as long as she's been in, we've been loading the same way. So to change that mindset, to to understand that something that sounds so unsafe, once you see it, uh, it's just a matter of getting the information out there. So then they can actually accept it and adapt to it. Okay. Maybe yeah, start. Uh, great points about um, the way forward, pressing, keep pushing. Um, it goes back to what we have mentioned before about the not understanding exactly how we put these weapons on the aircraft. And we ran into that hurdle. Um, and I think we've kind of broken that barrier with some of the key players that we've uh, really required uh, buy-in from at the beginning. Uh, but we're going to, as we go on and we, we so, so right now, if we get AFSOC approval, that's great for the AC-130 and maybe the MQ-9. but we think this is a great idea for the rest of the Air Force. And to keep pressing, like Sergeant Rogers says, is going to require a continued push to get people to understand the the safety concerns that people have in their minds. They're, they've been, they've already been handled. They've already been tackled. Um, the time savings that we see with this device, when you're cutting load times in half, that's, that's keeping boots on the ground for a minimum amount of time in an austere location on an island chain when you're fighting a very, very dangerous adversary. And that's, so that's, that's lives saved. That's keeping folks out of harm's way. Um, so not being able to, not being afraid to share those kinds of aspects of what claws can provide um, is very important. And we've got a smart team here that thinks about those things all the time. And so that helps a lot. Um, I'll say one more thing. Another barrier is uh, going to be money. So if you've got a check, give us a check. We need the money. <laughs> or if you got a rich uncle, just <sighs> he can adopt me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And Bash, what do you what what do you what does the roadway to the future look like for you? Uh, as far as the roadway to the future. You know, right now, after we did the um, TASR brief in, um, on the September 28th with uh, a lot of the high-ranking uh, 
you know, officers around AMC, AFMC, AFSOC, uh, you know, the AMC commander turned this or AFMC commander turned this into an action item, which got it pushed over to the um, AC-130J PMO. So now we're currently working with them to see, you know, what the future looks like. And it's really, it's on us as well to keep the pressure on them to make sure that this doesn't fall into the back burner. And that's our goal now. And that's, you know, that's why we're in the Aether Sprint as well, uh, to make sure this doesn't lose traction and that we're, you know, we're keeping it up and keeping it at the front of everyone's mind. So uh, that's pretty much the goal is like, continue to re refine the system in any way we can. We have a pathway forward that we know that we want to do, but if we get additional members on the team, if we get more buy-in, uh, if we get to talk to more people and they have input that might, you know, help us out, then that's even better. So it's really just to keep pushing it in any avenue we can find and, you know, see where it goes. Hopefully, you know, scale it across the AC-130 fleet and continue to test it on different aircrafts it could be a great option for a uh, you know armed overwatch which we have coming online in the next couple of years and you know it we have a lot of ways we kind of want to push it up have have you guys already connected with your peers on other airframes and introduced this to them to help push that and those across the air force there there has been some discussions uh from from our office um and We've run into hurdles in those areas. We've run into roadblocks. So uh, okay. um, it, it's one of those things we'll just have to keep pushing for. We'll have to keep pushing the the narrative, so to speak, I, I guess you'll call it. And then, like I said, just, just getting people to understand. Uh, and, and Bash said it earlier that um, there are other things, there are mindsets that need to be changed. We have been loading like this for over 50 years, the same way with heavy equipment that takes up a lot of space in a cargo plane, that's just not going to work. Cargo planes are not, we're not going to be able to take C-130s and C-17s to these spots that we know we're going to have to load weapons. And so, so how do we do that? And then getting people's minds changed and getting the culture to shift in the right direction in our career field and, and others in the maintenance community, um, that's something we work on all the time. We've had some great leadership here at Canon. Um, everybody in maintenance and in the wing is solidly behind this this concept. Uh, General Barnfine from ASOC, uh, the ASOC commander has been uh, a, a he's he's been the biggest advocate for us, and he's helped us get to the point where we have where we are. And we need leaders like that to keep doing that. We need our, our senior level leadership to, to keep pushing these great ideas that just started from um, back then when Tech Sergeant Bashir was sitting in the office thinking about a great a great idea, so. A little sketch, right, you said? He drew it up on paper yeah. and, and ran with it. it. And that's and it awesome. Popped out of his head. To, uh, to add to the peer side too, one of the difficulties um, with contacting peers and to give an example, like I said, whenever I first heard about it before seeing it, um, if you would have asked me, I would have been like, this is not going to work. And then after seeing it, it, it works and I'm all for it. Um, we had during that process and during the buildup, uh, working with peers on the C-130 and working with like the first sow, uh, over at Herbie, they, they knew about the initial part of this all starting. Um, but on paper and on words, it doesn't sound anything like it's life-changing. It doesn't sound 
um, like a crazy improvement or something that we need to press and go forward. So that was their impression. And we, we didn't have any negative stuff from them, uh, but nothing also, it wasn't like they were hopping on board to come out and help and figure stuff out. Once this caught traction with General Balafin and it, and it reached over, um, they sent some members of their WS over to see it in person once we had the prototype and everything here. And it was literally within an hour of them showing up and actually getting to work on it. They were absolutely dumbfounded. Uh, they they straight up would say that they had no idea that this, like they thought it just wouldn't work. And then seeing it, they like, I didn't know that the time savings was actually this much. They thought it was just all a fabrication on paper, but then actually seeing it. And so that's the hard part for us to reach out to peers. Uh, we can't really get an F-15 to show up in the hangar, get a demonstration together and then get F-15 weapons troops here to do it. They need to be able to attempt it before right. we would ever know. So that's the tough part with trying to work uh, on the peer level and get the information out there that we're working through. That's a good point. It's so broad. The, the aircraft loading community is so is so broad and there's, I think we can get there. It's just gonna take that that push and that constant, um, that constant pushing to, to get to the point where we can get all the pieces that we need tested on different platforms and different aircraft. But the concept overall for loading is the same. It's lifting heavy things and putting them on aircraft. That's really what it is. So, and that's what Claws does. So, gotcha. it can work for every year, every airframe. But there's benefits with Claws, right? Yeah. Yes. Cutting I think out the one, larger. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say, I think one benefit that we really didn't notice at the beginning is starting on the AC 130. Uh, I mean, we've got the highest wing weapons pylon probably in our fleet. So we had to figure out how to make it work on, you know, probably the most difficult platform to do this on. And now that it's, we showed that it works on the AC-130 and we showed how it could translate to fighter aircraft. And it's almost easier to display it on the fighter aircraft because the Navy's doing it right now with their current equipment. So we can show them videos of how it's gonna work on the fighters and how it can also, that same equipment can move over to the AC-130 and back and forth. So it's kind of a blessing in disguise, you know, that we were at Canon to come up with this idea, you know, with the AC-130s. And I, you know, I'm really happy it worked out that way. Yeah, that's awesome. Taylor, did you have anything you wanted to add? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I think we've heard it with both how uh, Bash, Rogers, and Doyle have articulated it, but there is a lot to be said in storytelling to get buy-in, right? And I think that's something that those three have done magically well uh, with the mentorship that Chief Cheney has provided, that they've been able to just absolutely capture that context of how much of a difference this makes. And I know from seeing the video too, and I'll let the kids watch it because it's cool, right? Putting the putting the boom on the zoom, but it's it's night and day difference. The fact that you can see those side by side, it really breaks down a lot of that institutional knowledge that potentially is required in that career field. So I think they've probably hold a great use case on how to effectively storytell without having necessarily to beat somebody to death with the PowerPoint. So I think they've done magically there. And I mean, you hear joint all the time, right? And innovation, innovation, innovation. I think this is another great case that it doesn't have to be, you know, Dr. Evil, a billion dollars, a zillion dollars. Sometimes you can take somebody else's toys and repurpose them. And it has a really great impact. 
So I think this is another great case of that as well, of what else is out there, right? Not many innovations out there are going to be as remarkable as the whiteboard or as groundbreaking as the shovel. So here's a great case on how you can do something that seems potentially maybe counterintuitive, but it saves you so much more time and doesn't have to be like creating something vastly different. But there's small ideas have really big impacts. Definitely. I agree. I can't say it any better than that. So before we wrap it up, does anybody have any uh, closing thoughts or shout outs that they want to get out there? I want to shout out our newest member of the team, Sergeant Jorge Silva. He doesn't want to be on camera, but I got to say, he's part of this team. Uh, he's he's going to be part of getting us to the next, those next phases, those next iterations, like, like you talked about earlier. And um, once again, just a, a shout out to the leadership that has been behind us this whole time. And it, it branches off from from AFSOC, from AFMC, um, and especially here at the here at Cannon, here at the 27 South, leadership has been behind us 100%. Um, when when we come up with this idea and it seems crazy to others, they stop and listen and they take a second to see it in their minds, and then it's it's a like like someone mentioned earlier, it's we've taken those calculated risks. Um, Put them into action and shown that it's possible to actually do something better than the current process mm -hmm. and they like that and you know it's it's an easy it's a common easy common sense decision to make for them uh so appreciate all that um acceptance from them and their help so that's all it right. i think giving a shout out to bash also uh not only did he start it but he could have easily dropped uh, PCS Altos on, and he could easily just left this behind him, but he's still constantly in touch. Uh, I mean, he, here on this at 4.30 a.m. his time uh, to still be a part of this and go on, so he's helped out, and he's just still around. And he's in the middle of an ORI. So. <laughs> Are you wearing the gas mask right now, Bash? No, not at the moment. Um, we're kind of expecting it to drop in a few hours. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, on the shout out part, really, I want to give a shout out to, you know, the whole team. Uh, I came up with something sort of weird out of the box and like, hey, what do you guys think about this? Um, and they just helped me, you know, refine it, make it into something physical and something that actually makes sense based on where I come from. Usually I, I have a lot of, you know, random ideas sometimes and a lot of them don't pan out, but, you know, I'm glad they helped me make this one pan out. Um, and thanks to Chief, who's – Chief was a huge help, you know, in dealing with, you know, some of the naysayers. <laughs> and then uh, helping to, you know, continue to push the uh, project along through different avenues, you know, um, through this, Aether Sprint, through, you know, AFSOC Spark Tank. He was there with that, Dragon's Lair. Um, and then, you know, just the – you know, there's teams all around that have helped us push us forward over at SSTNI, over at Softworks, and now working with the um, team over at Tesseract. Uh, really just a big thanks to everyone who's kind of, you know, jumped in and wanted to help out in some sort of way. 
It, it definitely takes a team and you guys have shown that with your success and how far you've come with this. And I am excited to see where you guys go with this. Uh, and I'm excited to see your guys' presentation in the next couple of weeks. Uh, it's going to be awesome. And I hope to see, you know, you guys make it through to the finals. So you guys can present this on the stage. We're um, excited to share it. Yes. So congratulations to getting to where you are right now. Um, I hope no matter what happens, you guys keep pushing this through um, and making a difference um, across the Air Force for everybody within your uh, AFSE. So I want to thank you guys for joining me today. Uh, it was a great chat. and It was a great insight into your guys' project. And again, look forward to seeing you guys up there. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you. Yep. Thank you. Any references to trademarked, copyrighted, or protected products or services such as books, movies, or businesses are used here for the limited purpose of education and professional development of Air Force Airmen. If you have any questions, please contact us at www.tesseract.af.mil.